0: On today's episode of The Door Report, powered by Alaco Finewood Floors, we're joined by Robbie Weinstein, who covers Vandy for 24-7 sports, to recap Vandy's 35-point win over Georgia last night and look ahead to the matchup with Alabama down in Tampa tonight. He also gives us his prediction, a couple keys for a Commodore victory, and the impact of a win in the eyes of Vandy fans who are still hesitant about the future under Coach Stackhouse. Tonight, it's Vandy taking on Alabama for a shot at Kentucky in the quarterfinals. But for now, sit back and relax because we've got everything you need to be fully prepared for your Commodore basketball viewing later tonight. All that and much more is coming right up here on The Door Report, powered by Alaco Finewood Floors. Let's
1: ride. At Vanderbilt. It's Tim Corbin in the Vandy Boys, Jerry Stackhouse on the hardwood, and Clark Lee on the gridiron. Nashville, it's time to sit back, relax, grab a one, and enjoy the show. The Music City is our state, and West End is where we rock. You're listening to The Dory Report. The premier Vanderbilt podcast for fans who believe black and gold. Commodore Nation. Anchor down. no strings till the Hank comes out. Make all the drunk girls scream and shout. We love it, we hate it, we're all just trying to make it. In this crazy town.
0: Welcome into the door report. It is episode 151. It is Thursday, March 10th, 2022. We are powered by Alaco Finewood Floors. And Will Vandy is moving on after a 35 point victory over the Georgia Bulldogs. That was 86 to 51. Georgia falls to 6 and 26 on the season. Vanderbilt gets to one win over uh, 500, one game over 500. And well, it sets up a huge game tonight. Uh, you know, we talk about big games. I don't, I don't think this is an over, overstate understatement. This is this is a big game tonight for Vanderbilt. And if boy, if they can get it done, that sets up another huge one against Kentucky. So anything can happen in March. And especially with the way this team is healthy right now, will watch out. I, I would not want to be Alabama tonight if uh, if I were them. <laughs>
2: Yeah, the one correction I wanted to make for us when we talked about the roster, and you just did it right there, which is what reminded me, we kept calling the roster healthy last uh, last podcast. And Jacob Scholl was actually over last night. We were working on some stuff for the door report, and he said that was his only gripe with the podcast is the, the roster's not healthy. It's a full roster. The full roster is active for the game and dressed in their uniforms. But Rodney Chapman, clearly not 100%. So we'll see how he looks game two once that hamstrings had some time to tighten up. But we'll get into a lot of this Alabama stuff. They did exactly what they needed to do against Georgia. I mean, it didn't start out that way, but man. Billy that was actually fun to sit there and like enjoy a postseason game at the end and just kind of sit back and watch the walk-ons get some playing time
0: yeah it felt good but it was like a weird good it was like oh (laughs) this is actually happening Vanderbilt's dominating a team uh, I think for once this season we haven't seen in a while I mean all season other than you know the early non-conference games but they will play Alabama tonight you've got that's one of four SEC games today that'll be another 830 tip so uh, you know it's not like it's a quick turnaround but they've got a little bit of rest today and and they didn't play that no one played over 24 minutes last night. So they got some rest And they are ready to go tonight. We will be joined also towards the end here by Robbie Weinstein from 24-7 Sports. He checks in uh, to give us his insight from last night. Uh, I don't think he was entertained, but I don't think anyone
3: was uh, after
0: that one. So we'll be joined by Robbie Weinstein a little bit later. Well, before we get to breaking news, though, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at door underscore report and Instagram door dot report. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Our podcast is available on Anchor, iTunes, Spotify and Google Podcasts. And while you're at it, give our podcast 5 stars and a review
1: on iTunes. All right, let's get to the breaking news. No matter what style you're going for, you can trust your flooring job to Alaco Fine Wood Floors. Take a walk through the woods in your home every day. Get your flooring job started today by calling 615-356-0303. Alaco Fine Wood Floors. Craftsmanship you can stand on. All right, well,
0: let's get into it. Vanderbilt beat Georgia last night, 86 51. It was a 35 point victory for the Commodores. That was tied for the fifth largest margin of victory in sec tournament history and it was one point shy of vandy's largest sec tournament victory in program history that was a 36 point win over tennessee all the way back i was away. hoping
2: you would give me a trivia question billy so when you were going those i was hoping you would say and who was that against will and i was actually going to know it but damn it you didn't well, what, you didn't what year
0: what year will i have it on the
2: 1951
0: script, but... there you go there you yeah go.
2: i saw that tweet last night from somebody so it stuck in my mind
0: yeah crazy crazy what uh no more talks trivia will do to us uh maybe we should bring that back but uh i don't know if we're allowed to actually but... I
2: mean, we can't we can't bring back talks trivia vanderbilt will not That's allow sad. us to bring back talks trivia hey, we'll, we'll we'll create our own but we'll i've forgotten about that
0: <laughs> i honestly will last night started feeling bad for a team for once it, 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 i don't usually do that but Pretty early on, I felt bad for those players, and I, I know as a Vanderbilt team, you, they, they can't feel bad for those guys. There's no feeling bad, but at the same time, I had never really not seen... Not even an ounce. I, not I, even
2: I, an ounce of me. Not even like .0000001% 0. 000 felt it was, bad.
0: It was just so bad. Like I, I I've watched teams gloat like and stomp on life. the
2: grave of Vanderbilt football, including Georgia, who was merciless when Vanderbilt had to cancel that game due to not having literally enough players on the roster due to COVID and opt and injuries? to even play the game. No, I, I wish we would have beat them by 110. 50. If Vanderbilt would have come out, if Vanderbilt would have come out, dude, and hit those shots at the beginning of it the game, it would have game, been even worse. Wide open looks. They started yeah. out the game two for ten. Vanderbilt would have won this game like 100 to 35. Yeah, that's what and that's, that's what, what Georgia and Georgia's fans deserve.
0: Yeah, that's what Robbie was saying, too. It could have been a lot worse than it was. I mean, it was already one of the worst in SEC tournament history, but it could have been worse. Uh, it was ugly the first five minutes, but Will the, the shots started falling for Vandy after their twenty-one to two run in the first half
2: that took George out of the game. I mean, it, it felt like they packed it in after that. Georgia uh, didn't hit held... a field goal for like the last twelve and a half. Yeah, minutes they didn't. They didn't hit a field goal the last twelve minutes.
0: So that tells you how the first half went for them. Uh, and it, boy, it was ugly. But uh, Will Pippen, fourteen points. They had four players in double figures. Jordan Wright had a nice game, eleven points, seven rebounds, three threes. Uh, Studi had three threes as well. Shane DeZony. Uh, interesting piece to this puzzle. He had 10 points, a couple threes. If he's hitting threes, Will, watch out. Because well, he, we, well,
2: we have pointed to it all year, or at least I have, and you've listened to me point to it about the zone. He's still shooting 68% from three. Yeah, like He's still he's shooting a, in the 60s, and his attempts just keep going up, and he's not shooting that many a game. Mm-hmm. But, dude, that's a high percentage even with the limited time. Well, let the guy shoot. Let him, let rip, him shoot, especially shoot. when you're drawing up plays. For Trey Thomas, he's shooting under 33%.
0: Yeah, I mean, you could see DeZoni maybe get a few more looks tonight. You, you never know. And, and you know, with Thomas, the way he's shooting, you got to have some more shooters step up. And Vanny made 16 threes well. They also attempted 41. And you saw a guy like Drew Weikert hit a three and and uh, and have a little selly there. The bench erupted. Graham Col- Carlton, Carlton I I don't I've never I don't think he's played at all this season other than some non-conference games. He hit a three. Uh, Adelman, I don't you know we we saw some guys we had never seen this season for Vanderbilt. Uh, that kind of tells. Yeah, I you said how the game-
2: one thing then. I think Adelman actually had he fired up a three, wanted to get it on the party, and he like forced up a really contested shot like at the end of the game <laughs> when the shot clock was running out. And he missed everything and hit the backboard, and I just know—I know for a fact—that's like eating at him. Oh, yeah, listen, if, if he's listening—if he's listening to this, Max, Max Adelman, if you were listening, we know you can shoot. Don't worry. Like nobody thinks that that was a, a showing that's, that's of probably, your best on the court. So, he's like, probably like I damn, know just. Was... I just wanted to he get. He was a sitting there, and he was like, "All these guys were burying him, and he missed the rim entirely." So, like, just know, Max. We we're not thinking that you uh, you actually shoot like that. Don't you're still me. a
3: good shooter, but Will, did yeah, you see, we still believe.
0: Did you see Trey Thomas uh, almost go up? It almost looked like he went up for a <laughs> slam dunk. And, and uh, I think Simon Gibbs was the one that tweeted it out. He, he said this is one of the best clips of the game. Uh, it looked like Trey Thomas was going up for a tomahawk jam, and he ended up getting blocked. The bench kind of erupted too. So they had fun, Will. They had fun. They, I mean, they made Vanderbilt basketball fun, and that's what we've been talking about with football a lot. Didn't see a lot of it, but basketball, they're starting to get to that. And, and it was a big... And I want to
2: correct myself. I said under 33% for Trey Thomas. For He's under 35%. He shooting under 35%. Okay. So, yeah. so I don't want to to give him We're not, not gonna, credit that yeah. he deserves. So I don't We're- want to slander him. He's shooting 34%.
0: <laughs> Two points above. There you go. You got to get yeah. it back to him. But, Will, I honestly feel like... I know we asked Robbie about this, and and I'll leave you know the listeners to listen to what he said about this, but... I disagreed with him. I kind of think this said more about Vandy's hunger to prove that they belong in the top half of the conference. I know Georgia's awful, and I know Tom Crean, the era's going downhill, but, I mean, they could have beat this team by 50. I mean, that's how that's how dominant Vanderbilt was, and yes, Georgia is is probably one of the worst teams in the history of SEC basketball. I mean, they were definitely worse than that Vanderbilt team that went 0-18, uh, but Vanderbilt right now will. They're fully healthy. And they have the swag to go with it. I haven't seen this much confidence from this team leading up to a game all season long. I mean, they, they have reason to be confident, too. First time they've been fully dressed all season long. And let's see what they got tonight. I mean, after that game, that's 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 as much confidence as we've seen. And it, Robbie talked about it too. It was fun. It was, you know, trash talk belongs in March. And Vanderbilt was feeding feeding the the Alabama bulletin board. I don't think that I think it's a little overrated that, that people are saying that. But uh, they they've already both teams already have enough motivation. Uh, but Stack also said after the game, "Will this is the first time we're really being uh, whole all season where everybody was healthy." I'll I'll change that to dressed. Uh, but this is the team. This is the team that we envisioned, and hopefully, we can continue to have the defensive effort that we had tonight. And hopefully, we'll find enough to win some games. So, uh, well, it sets up for tonight. But I mean, they did everything they they had to to beat Georgia. There's not much to talk about with Georgia. I guess it's kind of where do they go from here? And now you get some rest. You had you had your guys rest, and now you go into Alabama tonight.
2: Yeah, me and you called it. I mean, we said that early. Vanderbilt was able to jump out and they really didn't do that, but this <laughs> Vanderbilt or this Georgia team got probably early, if they saw that, that if the Georgia team saw that Vanderbilt was clearly going to come out and be better and like oh, most yeah. of their games have gone this season, that with their coach being gone after the season, this being it for them, they're not going to go to any postseason play that they would kind of give up. And they're not going to give up, like not go after rebounds and not shoot, but just the passion, the the diving for loose balls, the gritty offensive rebounds, boxing out, that's just not going to be there. Yeah. And I think it was actually probably the worst thing that could have happened for Georgia that Vanderbilt missed all those wide open shots early. And Georgia felt like Vanderbilt had played awful. And they were still down 10. Like they were down like 18 to 8. And you looked at it and were like, Vanderbilt could not have played worse on offense to start this game. And we were still down double digits halfway through the first half. And I think that that is probably more disheartening than saying that both teams had shot back and forth, you know, normally. And and Vanderbilt had jumped out to an 8-10 to point lead. I think seeing that there was an opportunity to take a lead early for Georgia and they still couldn't do it is probably like, all right, let's just pack it up, guys. This isn't going to happen. And Tom Crane running around that sideline yelling at his players and his players just looking like super, super disinterested was funny to me. I'm like, Tom, you're gone, man. They don't care you're not really their coach anymore like he, you he wanted to why chill are him out you one yelling more time at him? yeah and the players were just like dude just stop man like it's over <laughs> after it's the over, game
0: dude. after the game i thought it was hilarious crane said it looked at times like we didn't play with the best effort <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: at times yeah
0: i thought that was hilarious but <laughs> you know maybe
2: there. i would say the time the times were from 10 minutes left in the first half to the entire 20 minutes maybe, of the second uh, half for the times
0: maybe when you didn't score a bucket in the final 12 minutes of the first uh, first <laughs> half but well it's it's kind of good to 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 kind of dominate to see a Vanderbilt team dominate a team like this especially a team like Georgia who in football like you said they showed no mercy against Vanderbilt this season and last season and they also won the national title so it's crazy it is wild to see i think this is the most drastic difference from a basketball team to a football team in the country maybe I mean, Georgia is
2: the worst team More than more maybe. than double the wins for the it's, football team than the basketball team has. It's
0: crazy, and you, you got that many more games, and you still got the SEC tournament that you could play in, so
2: it's ridiculous Well, this was really like a time when Georgia was just ready to pack it in, with Tom Crean being yeah. announced that he would be gone, because their previous games had not been that bad. I mean, they lost Missouri by 10, Tennessee by 7 Florida mm-hmm. by 12. They were fighting, kind of Like, you know, they were, they were obviously a bad team, but they weren't getting blown out of the water game in, mm-hmm. game out, and and this was like georgia's bad but this was also an even worse version of the georgia team that was already bad that we had seen yeah, this entire year and i want to point out one thing with the with the rebounding before we move on to bama is this team i know it's an effort thing from georgia but early when they were missing those shots they got to get a lot of those misses out early on second and third shot attempts mm-hmm. on the offensive end of the uh, offensive end of the court and vanderbilt out-rebounded georgia i believe 43 to 31 um, but I wow. know that defense or offensively that they out-rebounded Georgia 12-6. to yeah. So they doubled up Georgia on the offensive side. Yeah, Vanderbilt out-rebounded Georgia 43-31. to Yeah, So th- that's probably not going to happen against Bama uh, with the tempo they play. But if Vanderbilt is able to win the rebounding battle, that's one piece of the puzzle against this Alabama team that plays at an up-tempo pace.
0: Yeah, it's crazy now to kind of look back at some of the tweets from Vandy fans about, uh-oh, maybe Georgia <laughs> might be rallying around Tom Crean. Watch out. Uh, so yeah, but, but at, it's a- at Braden. Oh, <laughs> uh, there, there it is. But will tonight we've got Alabama, and like I said, there's not a ton to talk about with Georgia. I think Vanderbilt it, it, they would have been better off playing against no one on defense. I mean, that Georgia defense was awful. Uh, so Vanderbilt gets the win now. They advance to Alabama tonight. That's another same time tip off. It'll probably be you know around 8 30 p.m. Eastern time, 7 30 Central. Last meeting. In Nashville, Vanderbilt lost to Alabama 74-72. That, that, that's a game you look back at, Will, and say they definitely should have won that game. They could have won that game. I know they did have Rodney Chapman, uh, but beside that, that's beside the point. They definitely still should have won that game. Free throws were a big part of it. Javon Quinterly was a big part of it. He's a guy that isn't a great – I mean, he he's a solid three-point shooter, but he's not like lights out. He had three threes that were huge, just daggers, and we talked about that with Robbie. But, Will, for tonight – Vandy's going to score. We know that. I, I, think we, I think we both know that Vandy – scoring will likely not be the issue, but where things get a little bit iffy tonight is on the defensive side. Who's going to make the stops when they need them? I think it's going to come down to the end. I think it's going to be a dogfight. Bama's going to be ready to go, especially after what Pippen said, and I think they've got a little bit of fuel. I think they already have fuel, though. Uh, but this is a prime chance, Will, for this team to show what they're made of. Rodney Chapman is going to be huge tonight, I think. And we'll see how healthy he is. He only played 10 minutes last night. I saw him on the bike, and he was doing some, some agility work at, at, at halftime, and I was hearing that on Twitter. Uh, but I think what Chapman able to, is able to do tonight is going to be huge for, for this team because if he's able to play 15, 20 minutes, even get above 20 minutes, that would be huge too. I mean, you know, I, I don't think he ha- it's a game where he has to play 30 minutes. it would be nice. You know, I think that'd be nice for Vanderbilt to get, but that, that probably is unlikely. But at the same time, you've also got a pretty healthy Liam Robbins. You've got a guy like Studi who made three threes last night. Jordan Wright is shooting the ball well. And if Trey Thomas can, God forbid, you know, hit some shots as well, even DeZoni. So there's some pieces to the puzzle, Will, that I think have to be fit in tonight and put in the right in the right spot. But at the same time, it's hard to see Vanderbilt not coming in here with a lot of confidence and a lot of swagger because they have it, and they, they they were talking like they do, uh, like like they do after the game. I mean, they they said we want Bama. You know, we hear it in football all the time. Vanderbilt wanted to play Alabama. They wanted to get <laughs> another they wanted to get another shot at them, and they do. they, they get it tonight, and of course, will we know Scotty is going to have to produce. But Robbie Weinstein gave us an incredible stat. I don't think Vanderbilt's won a game. He said. And when he scored more than 25 points. So kind of, you know, kind of hilarious, hilariously, we said, okay, he has to score 20 to 25, but <laughs> at the same time, will he's got to produce. He can't have 10, 10 points. I mean, I think that's, you know, but at the same time, it, it, it will probably be nice for Scotty not to have the entire game on his shoulders. And then you can kind of have other guys produce. So, Will, there's a lot to this game tonight, but I'm just simply looking forward to it because there's a lot of, a lot of heat going into it. A lot of spice, and I like that for the month of March. We haven't seen that for Vanderbilt. So that, that's, that's
2: what I'm kind of looking
0: at and, and, and kind of seeing if, uh, if there might be a few tempers flaring tonight uh, down in Tampa.
2: Yeah, this is a big game for really both teams. Uh, this will really, if Alabama is able to win this game, it pretty much locks down 100% about a six seed. in in the NCAA tournament. If they lose, they're not going to really be on the bubble, but they could be in that matchup of like the 8-9 where you're potentially a 7, but you really don't want to be in the talks of that 8-9 game. That's just not where you want to be because you're playing that number one seed in the round of 32 if you are able to win that that 8-9 matchup. So this is a big game for Alabama. They're going to come in focus. They're not going to be like Georgia. But this game has a lot of meaning for Vanderbilt. This is to move them to... A above an above 500 record. uh, even after if they were to lose to Kentucky in the next round, they would guarantee them an above 500 record prior to possibly an NIT berth. But we'll wait and see on that how the yeah. rest of this plays out. But also just the confidence moving forward. And you talked about the you know point totals of Pippen and point. To- I can tell you right now, looking at the box score, and you have Rodney Chapman here this time this go round, so that'll be helpful. Yeah. But uh let me look, look at the names here i have them written down and now i can't find them anywhere but here it we was go, miles down. studi here we go miles studi jordan wright and tyron lawrence last game against alabama combined for nine points that can't happen again mm-hmm. the, the, those three guys even though chapman is going to take some of their minutes they have to score more than that i mean one of them has to get in double digits much less you know com- not even being able to combine for double digits you saw tyron lawrence knock one down last night Jordan Wright was able to, I think, maybe shake away some rust, work through some stuff because he came out and played really poorly early in the game. And he's actually the one that got the party started a little bit, getting the lid off the basket from from three-point range. So he was able to score a little bit. Good to see him get some minutes, get some rest, but shake the rust off, get warmed up, new venue. I think this game last night against Georgia, man, it's just what they needed. They actually came out and did what they needed to do and got rest for the guys, got them to warm up. This was basically a tune-up game scrimmage um and really there's there's not necessarily pressure that's where the thing is it's like there's not pressure on Vanderbilt anymore they're truly playing with house money now this Georgia game was pressure it was a bad Georgia team but if they came out and lost there was going to be hellfire ran down on them that is not the case in this Bama game will there be some disappointment will there be some people that will question you know was the season a failure really or was it i don't even think anybody would be arguing a success necessarily at that point but is it a failure is where people will go with that but other than that there's really no consequences to this game you can really come in here and just be the team that can screw up other people's seasons and you knowing that if you win this game you're probably locking up an nit birth after this and continuing continuing your season moving forward and with how many guys we've seen are coming back I mean, that's that's always valued in football about the extended number of practices they can get during bowl season, which is why people get so excited about six and six records, especially with a young team. Well, basketball's the same way. You're going to have an extended period of time where you're going in and getting kind of a dry run for postseason play and seeing what it's like to play in that – larger tournament style bracket that aren't just teams in your conference so there's a lot riding on this for Vanderbilt not necessarily in terms of like NCAA tournament like it is for Bama no. but a lot riding from a tighter smaller Vanderbilt Commodore perspective this is a big game
0: yeah the floor is the floor in this game will but the ceiling that the potential <laughs> yes. of this win that's a good is, way to put is, it is huge I mean we know what the floor you have is, nothing to and they,
2: lose and everything to gain exactly right? now it is I, how I, I would describe I don't want to say nothing I, I will to lose you have I, I will say if they, to if they if they
0: come out and play awful and lose by 20, that's... I'm just ad, you know, not... I just I, don't I, I don't see, think that's going to happen. Like, okay, if that... I, I can we just that get happen. that
2: out here? We're not going to come out and do any of this analysis from the perspective of then coming out and getting their ass kicked. If that happens, then we're going to have to, like, maybe do a live, like, come on and and, and have Emergency a live reaction. I don't think this team is going to come out and get their ass no, kicked. I, I could I, be I,
0: very wrong. I've been I, wrong I don't, before. I agree. I don't think so either. But, you know, but at the same time, the floor is the floor. You know, like like... Worst that can happen, yes, maybe they do get blown up, but that's not, I I doubt that happens. You know, but at the same time, a win catapults this team, I think, in the eyes of the SEC and in the eyes of the country and in the eyes of Vandy fans. I honestly think, well, I think beating Alabama and putting yourself in the quarters against Kentucky will change fans' minds. Now, at the same time, I think there will still be some fans that aren't convinced that they're moving too. Too much in the you know too much forward. It's not that big of a step, but at the same time, you come out and beat Alabama, a six seed, a team that's if they, in the tournament If they beat right
2: Alabama, now. it will be nearly impossible, in my opinion, for anyone to come out and not call at least what yeah. has happened not a failure. I mean yeah. that that will take it's a, that it's a, word. It's away. a prove it game. It's, it's yeah. A prove I mean, it if game. they come out and do this and say okay, they've had their roster fully healthy for like a total of six games now, and they're like five and one, and they're about to be playing in the quarterfinals against Kentucky with this full, not fully healthy, but mm-hmm. fully dressed roster. Like, how do you not look at that and say, okay, yeah. from 0-18 in 2018-2019 in this conference to playing in the quarterfinals, like with a fully healthy roster that got screwed this season once again by injuries, it's hard to look at that and not yeah. say damn, I mean, the future's bright. Yeah, and it's, you it's... have the best class coming in that you've had since the Garland Shittu Neesmith class. Yeah. The future is bright. That's what we keep. It's like the future, we're moving in the right direction. That That's where Vanderbilt basketball and Vanderbilt football have not been sometimes. You feel like things are really bad, and they're either stagnating or getting worse. And that's where we were at the end of Derek Mason, at Bryce Drew, but you can see hope. In, this, in yeah. this Alabama win, man, that would really catapult that view and allow a little bit more leniency, I think, from some of the, and I hate this word, but in quotation, haters out there on Jerry <laughs> Stackhouse. I think that would silence a lot of the critics I do, I agree. And, and really just kind of free up this team going into the next season with this uh, Noah Shelby, Colin Smith, Lee Dort, Malik Diaz. Yeah.
0: We need a camera on Jeff Goodman tonight, Will. We, we need to find. Need to find a is, way to do Alabama, he that. is
2: going to be punching air. If they beat Alabama, yeah, Jeff he, Goodman's going to be punching air.
0: And if he, if they lose, he is going, he is going to have a tweet ready about his record of the SEC, and he's going to have all the ammo he needs. But at the same time, I'd love to see Jeff Goodman in his face after Vandy. You know, if they do win tonight. Uh, but Will, are you ready for predictions? Uh, I, I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good to go. I mean, the other, only other thing here, Will, is is the, the simple fact of what a win would do. I mean, we've talked about it. it. It would put them in the final eight in the SEC. And that's final eight. That's quarterfinals, top, top half of the league. That's what Stackhouse talked about. I know they didn't finish in the top half of the SEC, but now they beat Alabama tonight. They're in that final eight. And, and, you know, that gives them a shot, I think, at the NIT. And, and I think if they win tonight, I'd be really surprised if they're not in the NIT. You know, I, again, I don't know what exactly they're looking for. And if they if they're already convinced Vanderbilt's not. But at the same time, if they beat Alabama, you got to believe that they, they have as good of a shot as anyone to make the NIT. So. Well, let's get to our predictions. We don't do – I don't think we've done predictions for basketball at all, but in the month of March you have to – lot of loaded slate today around the country and, and Vanderbilt uh, will we'll finish it off in the SEC down in Tampa tonight. Well, it's hard to pick against Vandy tonight. It really is. After what I heard from them last night, the way they played last night against Georgia – it just feels like this team is, is hungry, and they're starving. They, they, they want to get revenge over Alabama, and what, what happened in Nashville? It was a two-point loss. It was a brutal loss, and there's, motiv- there's motivation for Alabama, too. We, we know that. There's motivation for both teams, but at the same time, it feels like everything is rounding into form for a Vandy win tonight. And I've got Vandy beating Alabama 78-77 tonight. I was, you know, the margin of victory. I know Vanderbilt would, they would obviously win out right there. And the, the line is five and a half, I think. Is it still that, Will? Uh, I think it was at uh, six and a half last uh, night. It moved out and moved night.
2: back to the original five and a half.
0: Back, back to the original five and a half. So so that's yeah. the line. If anything, I'd take Vandy to cover. Uh, but at the same time, I'm going to do even more than that. I'm going to pick Vandy to win. So Vandy money line Vandy, 78-77 over Bama. Uh, I can't bet because I'm in Florida, but if I was in Nashville, I would. Uh, but Will, I, I just—it's—it's it's lining up. Everything is lining up for a win tonight. I at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if Bama wins and covers. But at the same time, it's—it's it's hard to pick against Vandy tonight with everything they've been through this season down the stretch, losing to Alabama, and that revenge factor is real. I mean, you've played high school sports, Will. It was, so did I. That, that revenge factor of wanting to beat a team after you lost to him, especially in that fashion, it's real. It's real in sports, every sport. And so I think it happens tonight. I'm going to pick Vandy, 78-77. I think Pippen has a big game. But I think for Vandy to win tonight, Chapman has to play a big role. Now, other guys can step up. But you got to believe Chapman is, is, is going to be a big piece tonight. Now, who knows how healthy he is, if he's evil, even going to be able to play as much as he wants to. But, man, it would be big if Vanderbilt's able to get him in there and, and just play defense, be a leader, and, and, and kind of try to limit those Alabama guards because that's another key we didn't talk about, Will. Alabama in transition, they like those transition threes, and if Vanderbilt can limit that, I think they get the win. So I got Vandy 78-77 tonight over Bama.
2: We talked about it with Robbie, but these are two teams that play very, very different styles of basketball. You have Alabama that's up-tempo, and you have Vanderbilt that likes to slow the game down a little bit more, and you hear that, but you don't really have stats that bear that out, besides when you watch that game. Well, thankfully now, with deep analytical stats, we do have the stats for that. Here we go. Um, And these are two very different contrasting styles of basketball. Alabama is 11th in the country in average average possession length On offense, so that is a very, very, very fast possession. They're the fastest team, quickest on offense, quickest to get a shot up that Vanderbilt has played the entire season. Like they're the only one that Vanderbilt's played in the top thirty, and Alabama's number eleven. So for some context, Alabama likes to get shots up quickly and run out. Yep. So controlling the tempo early for Vanderbilt is going to be a key to pulling off the upset. When Vanderbilt ranks 253rd in the country in offensive average possession length. Now you go on the flip side of that. And that's actually the funny part of all this is because it's contrasting styles of basketball Vanderbilt on the defensive side of the ball is actually, uh, this is, this is the crazy, this is the crazy open. Uh, This is always fun. Uh, Vanderbilt is actually 26th in the country in average possession length on defense. So teams have very fast possessions against Vanderbilt. Some of that's turnovers. uh, Some of that is whatever is going on. I don't really know why that is. But teams have fast possessions against Vanderbilt. So Vanderbilt's going to allow Bama to have these quick possessions. And if Alabama is hitting shots early... I mean, it's going to be a tough path for yeah. Vanderbilt to find a victory, but it's going to be having Scottie Pippen Jr. be able to control the tempo. And when Scottie Pippen Jr. is not in the game, who's going to control the tempo? And last game we talked about that how big it would have been to have Rodney Chapman to provide secondary ball handling. He's here. He's, he's semi-healthy. Here. I don't know how healthy he is and how that hamstring is going to feel after tightening up today after that game, but I'm going to call my shot. And oh, I did it. I've done it in the past. And go. usually... I hate it. Usually I am uh, not right, not correct, but everything's kind of bearing out to where if I can take a step back, if I take my Vanderbilt fandom and make a prediction, I think Alabama's going to win, actually. But if I take a step back, it's just as if I'm a gambler and as if I don't know who Vanderbilt is. I've got to predict Vanderbilt to win. You have everything adding up that makes sense for this to be a victory. And I have pretty much the same exact score as you, Billy, 78-74. There it is. There it Basketball is. score predictions it seem stopped. to be tough. <laughs> Vanderbilt 78, Alabama 74. We'll see how close we are to that. You're basically just trying to predict the tempo. I think this will be a relatively up-tempo game. I don't think Vanderbilt's opposed to playing up tempo. Like when you watch yeah. them play and the guys they have, I don't think that they're a team that is purposefully slowing the ball down. Yeah. I just think Jerry. They Stackhouse really they likes- only
0: have one guy in Pippen that really
2: can, you know? I mean well, I- yeah, but I mean I don't think like they have like they can play up and down. Yeah. Like I don't think that they don't have the the horses to play up and down. And they don't have that. Like I think they actually have a roster that can and they like to shoot quick threes. Like yeah. they will play that pace of basketball. Yeah. But if you try to play that pace of basketball against Alabama, it's going to go one of two ways. And I think that they're going to have to be a little bit more selective with the shots they shoot than maybe they were against Georgia. Maybe, and I am actually the opposite of this, so I don't want to say there's going to be the decision to be made by Jerry Stackhouse and this team. I'm a big fan of if you have an open shot four seconds into the shot clock, shoot the open shot. And I'm a big fan of it doesn't matter. Why, are we, why do we have to pass the ball six times before we shoot? Mm-hmm. If the guy is open at the beginning, you're probably going to get a worse look later in the club. Yeah. You see it all the time with the extra passes and pump fakes and drives and kicks. And then the team ends up shooting a contested 15 footer. That's what Vanderbilt does a lot. But so this game against Bama prior to, contrary to how I started out this sentence, but what I've written down here <laughs> actually is just because Bama likes to play quick, play how you want to play. Right. Shoot the shot if it's open. Don't go into this. It's like we have to slow the game down. If Vanderbilt goes into this game and early you can see an emphasis on specifically slowing this game down, they will lose. Yeah, If they do that, they will lose. They will not. You will not be able to make Alabama play 100% at a slow pace of play that you want to play the whole game, especially with the depth problem that Vanderbilt has at guard. So just play your game. Vanderbilt can win a game up and down. Because if their shots are falling like they were in the second half against Georgia, they can beat anyone in the country. But if they're missing shots like they were in the first 10 minutes against Georgia, they can lose to anyone in the country. So there's a lot to be said. And the number one thing, Billy, that I want to say, and I know you want to get to it, is they can't fall in a hole early. I because was, I was just about, I was into, just yeah. about to there say, well, they so cannot, they, they cannot an, dig themselves an eight a hole point early. deficit at like the four at the first TV time. They're screwed. Pretty detrimental. I mean, yeah. that's brutal to, to be digging out of a hole the rest of the game.
0: Yeah. And, and they got, they found themselves in a couple holes last time they played them in Nashville and they were able to come back, but I think this is different, this sec tournament atmosphere and, and, you know, with the lights on you and, and the, you know, pressure on Alabama, it's tough. So, Will I I, I was thinking, about it a lot last night i I was i I was i was thinking about what what's my gut telling me and and i was trying to figure out if it told me alabama no it told me vanderbilt my gut kept telling me vanderbilt and uh from from a person that that covers vanderbilt and and you know is is a vanderbilt uh type of person i think they win tonight I, i think they beat alabama 78 77 coming up next will we've got robbie weinstein he covers vanderbilt for 24 7 sports and well, it's always good to get Robbie on. I was kind of surprised we were able to fit him in, but it's always good to get Mr. Robbie Weinstein on, and and he's as good as anyone I think covering Vanderbilt. You know, I mean, on Twitter he he's he's a he's a great follow. So we got Robbie Weinstein on tonight to uh, to preview tonight, and, and he was great.
2: Yeah, Robbie's always on point. He always puts out articles on 247sports.com If you don't subscribe excuse me, go go subscribe. If you need to go subscribe, it's like 20 bucks or I don't even know what it actually is, but it's 10 bucks a month or something. And he puts out incredible content that needs to get good recognition because there's not enough good content Mm -hmm. out there. That's actually detailed and breaks everything down. So he's always on point. He had a prediction. I don't like when not gonna, you we're not going to
0: give it away. We're not, we're now, not, Billy,
2: I will say you're usually the one you came out with confidence and said, no way Vanderbilt loses to Georgia. And I said, I hate that you just said that. I, I also I, I
0: also hate that I said it. I also do, too. <laughs> But at the same but, time, I feel like they win tonight.
2: Hey, it's giving us a good omen. So you can predict another win and we'll just go with yours. I feel bad I shouldn't have predicted a win because I think last time I predicted a win for any Vanderbilt team was against Mississippi State. I think it was the last Oof. time I predicted a win and they lost 45-6. to six. So that's, that's uh, tough. let's let's hope I can turn it around because I, this is a pretty heavy uh, heavy hand I've, I've dealt out because I d- said that I would not be predicting any more victories in Vanderbilt. You've somehow convinced me to get my hopes back up again. Inevitably. To be crushed in some new and fascinating way that I never expected.
0: Well, if they win seventy-eight, seventy-seven, something something's got to happen. We need a raise from someone. We need to pick up. <laughs> yeah, we'll get sponsor. a raise from
2: someone. Yeah, we'll get a raise from someone that we we don't have a ball. We don't have anybody that pays us. So we're, like that we're,
0: stuff. We're getting another sponsor. If, they, if yeah, we we'll will get another 78-77. sponsor. If we, if we <laughs>
2: predicted exactly right, Billy, then uh, yeah, we we definitely
0: need to something good will happen. And obviously, for they would advance to play Kentucky in the quarterfinals. So there it is. Well, we got Robbie. Weinstein coming up next here on the door report powered by Alaco fine wood floors.
1: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear check breakfast, lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it. That's where bank of America can help for your financial to do's bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 seven in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bank of slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, a member FDSE.
0: Welcome back into the door report alongside Will Byram. I'm Billy Derek, and we'd like to now welcome in Mr. Robbie Weinstein. He covers Vanderbilt for 24 seven sports, and he is here with us live. He's reporting live from Hawkins field, actually. So Vanderbilt uh, has moved up the Wagner series. That'll be a double header starting on, uh, on Friday. So, uh, so th- they're moving up the, the starting time of that, but Robbie, Gotta ask you, how much uh, how much fun you have covering that one last night?
3: Yeah, it was an easy story to write. I had the whole thing pretty much written by honestly before halftime. Uh, that uh, that was quite the embarrassing performance by Georgia. It's very interesting to me how um, you know they can have the best football team in the country and, and just a completely miserable uh, basketball program. I mean, Vandy got a little bit of got some back after the. What was sixty three to that in football, or whatever it was? You know, this was just as bad as that, pretty much.
0: A little bit of revenge for uh, for Vanny on the hardwood there, but they beat Georgia by thirty five. Robbie, Tom Crean era ends with a bang. That was the fifth largest margin of victory for any game in SEC tournament history. Will and I talked about it last night. They just seemed disinterested. Um, but I, I got to ask you, Robbie. I was thinking about this a lot last night. Do you think this game said more about how far how far Georgia has fallen under Tom Crean? Or the fact that Vandy is, they're finally healthy and they're a team that, that can beat anybody right
3: now. Well, I was thinking about that. I think it says more about Georgia because they were just walking around on defense and, you know, on, you know, Vanderbilt had like three offensive rebounds in the first couple minutes of the game. And I mean, there's just no effort level. But at the same time, I remember, um, you know, I know the SEC tournament was canceled that first year, but they did get that first game in against Arkansas. And then last year, you know, playing in the first game. I mean, the last two seasons, Vandy was at the bottom of the league and they've been the worst program in the SEC for, what was it, like four years or whatever prior to this season. And so it's not, you know, I mean, Vandy I don't think ever quite sunk to those low lows even though they went, you know, they had the 0-18 or 0-19 season. I think that team clearly was better than this Georgia team even though UGA won a game. Uh, but it is interesting to watch, like, those teams obviously, you know, even if Georgia had been trying – teams and rosters just aren't comparable. And so, I mean, you know, I know that the Vanderbilt fans, you know, a lot of Vanderbilt fans are frustrated with uh, the team not showing, you know, what they would deem as enough progress this season. But, you know, it is, a, I think it is an important reminder that um, that's what a true last place team in the SEC looks like and Vanderbilt is multiple cuts above them.
2: Yeah. Well, Robbie saw my question there. I was going to ask in, if he felt the 2018-2019 Vanderbilt team that went 0-18 was better or worse than the Georgia team this year, even though they have that yeah. one fluke victory against Bama. But I, I think that way, way better. Yeah. yeah. Way yeah.
3: better, yeah. I mean, that team, who's on the team? Matt Ryan. Um, so let's not count Garland, but Aaron E. Smith, Chatou, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yanni mm-hmm. Wetzel. It's amazing that team went 0-19. Yeah. Uh, yeah they I had mean, some tough you know, is, that, is that, that a good some as close team? Games. Right, uh, you know that's not even that's below average SEC team, but not comparable to UGA. I mean, I mean they team, went
2: they went to overtime with number one Tennessee that year. I'm pretty sure. Right, NFL I mean roster that, still,
3: that roster is better than um, Ole Miss and Mizzou this season as well. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you saw you
0: saw a lack of effort from that team down the stretch, but not like Georgia last night. I mean, that was something <laughs> so I. Had, bad. It was yeah. something I'd never seen before. I mean, it, you no, saw I've, it. I've never really seen a
3: game like that either. You, you,
0: you, no, you noticed it five minutes, you know, four or five minutes into the game. I yeah. would like to say yeah, yeah. I It
3: could have been, yeah. been like 20 to four, you know, five minutes into the game if Vandy hadn't missed. But, you know, those threes that they were missing early in the game was just like – They were wide open. You know, Vandy would throw the ball around. Somebody would be wide open. And, and UGA would see them catch the ball. And nobody would even run to try to go yeah. contest the shot. It's just standing there. Yeah. And, you know, Vandy missed. Uh, all those shots the first seven Um, so even at 4-4 you know number one it's amazing that UGA couldn't take a little bit more advantage of that and and number two even at 4-4 I was like this is just not gonna this is not gonna be close at all
0: no no Robbie it it seems like Vandy's got a little bit of a chip on their shoulder you know and it's probably easy to after you demolish Georgia but they they earned it and and they earned that after the game Scotty Pippen was asked about playing Alabama again and he answered by saying they're a very beatable team and a team that we wanted to play. Like that, I think that this is the most confidence we've seen from this team in a while, at least this season. Uh, would you agree? I mean, is this like, what, what, yeah. where, where is this, uh, this kind of new swagger coming from?
3: I, I agree other than, you know, I think they were very confident coming off the Hawaii tournament. Um, but, you know, then they kind of went into a decent break after that due uh, to, you know, I mean, you fly back from Hawaii and take a break uh, to try to readjust Uh, It is interesting, you know, I think, you know, even, um, you know, you look at the teams like late in Kevin Stallings tenure, you know, those were obviously very talented rosters, but I felt at the time that uh, those teams were too nice and and at times a little soft, you know, Luke Cornett and Dean Jones, the nicest guys ever, really good basketball players, I, I don't know that those teams had enough leadership. And I don't think there was an edge to those teams. And I I think that Vandy has, you know, this is not nearly as talented of a a team or a roster as those teams, but um, they are more competitive, I think. And, you know, as a neutral observer, it's fun for me to see those post-game quotes and, you know, be listening in on the Zoom and, and hear Pippen and Wright make those comments because this is March and, you know, Vandy actually, has a chance to, to win this game tonight and to knock off the team that is projected number six, number seven seed in the NCAA tournament. I, it's great. I think it's, it's you know, Alabama's going to have plenty of motivation. It's not like, I don't think the Bolton board material stuff matters. So it is interesting to see that swagger. And I, I think it's a positive thing for the program uh, because um, I think it sends a positive message to recruits. And I don't think it's going to end in just getting blown out, you know, blown off the floor tonight. I don't think that's going to happen. I say, why not? You know, as long as it doesn't get personal, I think trash talk is fun. You know, it's, it's a part of the game. It's a part of competitive sports. And if I'm a Vanderbilt fan after years of getting stomped by SEC teams, you should like that.
2: Yeah, Billy knows that I am a huge fan. Of that, And that's what I've yeah. been commenting on yeah, this cool. year, is it growing throughout the season as the confidence builds with guys like Miles Studi. Liam Robbins has a little bit of it in him. Uh, we call it on this podcast, because there's many uh, words you can use to describe it that are not necessarily radio or podcast friendly, we call it dog mentality. We say, like, you, if you have them on your team, you love them. But if you're playing against them, you hate them. And so those are the guys that Vanderbilt's been missing. Like you said, that edge. But Miles, Miles Studi, perfect example. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So th- that's actually who uh, Big T from Barstool texted me about specifically during the Vanderbilt UT game. That was specifically who stuck out to him as the guy. But something that's kind of been getting a little bit of discussion here as far as the broader SEC tournament goes, Robbie, how much do you hate that Vanderbilt right now is being talked about as like this kind of dark horse, sexy pick to kind of make some waves in this tournament that you've been seeing with them. I don't want to say fully healthy, but a fully dressed-out roster. Because fully healthy, I think,
3: yeah. is on me and Billy referenced it, but clearly Chapman is not at 100%. No, he's not. he's not fully healthy, no. Um, yeah, I mean, I would not... It depends on what the dark horse... Um, it depends on what that label means. Like, does that mean they... To the quarters, I don't. I don't know what. Is yeah, that, I, I, mean, I just I, think
2: pretty much that means like it's a team that's greater than like two thousand odds to win the tournament that has potential yeah. to make some noise a little bit, especially after you know having the fifth or sixth largest margin yeah. of victory in the tournament, which I hate the, when you talked about like
3: like it's the dark horse. The the problem for Vandy is that they you know they got a good bracket in terms of trying to make the NIT. They did not get a good bracket. If it comes to, yeah. you know, if your goal is to win the tournament, because Kentucky, you want somebody else to beat Kentucky for you. Yeah. I don't think you want to have to try to do that, uh, especially it would be the third game in three days. You know, the Alabama game is going to be up and down. I mean, I just don't think that if Vandy wins tonight, I don't know that that's going to go well yeah. tomorrow. Um, so, you know, Dark Horse, I don't know. I mean, I, I think...
2: I don't know if dark horse uh, is the right word. Maybe just this Bama game is what I was referencing. It's like a sexy upset pick to make it to that quarterfinal, mm-hmm. rather than like yeah, dark horse
3: actually. Is that Kentucky? I mean, I'd say this. When, when Yeah, when Vandy – I mean, the, the roster and the guys available that Vandy has right now is, is not far off from what Alabama has, I don't think.
0: Yeah, no. I, I, don't, I don't think it's a big difference. I'd agree. I mean, I think a big reason they won is what Quinterly did. I mean, three threes. Yeah. He, he's a 28% three-point shooter. I mean, he went off, and Vanderbilt lost by two. And, and you talk about the free throws, too. But, Rodney,
3: I want hey, Chapman, to th- Chapman didn't play.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. Chapman didn't play, right. and I want to talk about him a little bit more because he's impressed me so much. I know he only played ten minutes, but he, his toughness is is I think it needs to be respected. And Stack said after the game that he could very very easily just pack it in with his injury, and you know, but but he wants to keep playing and, and do whatever it takes, uh, you know, to get a win and keep playing for this team. How important of a role do you see him playing tonight because of what Alabama's guards can do and, and how well they can shoot the ball? It feels like his defense and his leadership could play a role tonight.
3: Yeah, this feels like the game where he's just going to lay it all out there. If He kills his hamstring doing it, and, and that's what he's going to do um, because they, they need this one for postseason purposes. This is kind of This is it for him. He's out of eligibility, and this is the, you know, matchup for him in terms of Alabama's – their best players are all guards, and, and he is, is going to be needed to defend those guys – Uh, I'm sure it's a fun challenge for him. It's going to be big. I mean, my only real takeaway from Vandy's perspective last night was that um, they were able to only play in 10 minutes. They didn't have to play the starters big minutes. That's that's very important. And, you know, I do give credit to Jerry Stackhouse for, I think, managing that correctly and pretty aggressively because, you know, it may seem like common sense to you and me, but um, a lot of coaches would still have their starters out there you know, with 10 minutes left, you know, up 30 because for some reason some coaches just don't, you know, don't uh, pull the starters and pull the plug early and aren't aggressive enough in my opinion as it relates to that and I don't know why but that game was clearly out of hand and I think Stackhouse did do a good job of being very aggressive. I mean, it's not that common to pull your starters like the 12 minutes left in a game, in an SEC tournament game and, you know, even when you're up by a lot and so I think that was, I think that was handled correctly and that's going to help Chapman, I think, tonight, because it feels to me, you know, with a hamstring injury, and this is something that has bothered him for a while, feels like it's a little bit of a ticking time bomb, and at some point it's going to give out on him. Uh, so, you know, to only have to use him for 10 minutes last night is a big deal.
0: Yeah, I, I thought another interesting aspect of last night's game, Vandy only had nine free throw attempts. I think, you know, that that's it's difficult to look at that when, when they still beat Georgia by 35. But I still think it's hard to envision Vandy – Winning tonight if they allow Alabama to shoot that many free throws. I mean, they had twenty five against Vandy in Nashville uh, when they last met. And they shot eighty eight percent, so they made a lot of them. Uh, Vandy attempted thirty six and they shot seventy five percent. So the free throws were. You could argue the story of the game. Now Quinterly had a really good game in Nashville uh, against uh, against Vanderbilt, but uh, you know, do you think free throws could be the story of the game again tonight? Obviously, Vanderbilt has to play well defensively, uh, but but how big do do you think free throws could play a part tonight?
3: Yeah, I think Vanderbilt needs to get to the line for sure. It would really help if Pippen draws a couple early fouls on, you know, either Quinterly or Shackelford and and maybe send them to the bench early. Although uh, looking at it, let's see, uh, it looks like Nate Oates is pretty high on the list in terms of being willing to play guys, you know, the first half with two fouls. But, you know, still, if you get those guys off the floor for a couple more minutes, that definitely helps. Uh, The other factor that I would be looking at is – uh you know just I mean when, when Alabama shoots the ball well they win and and sometimes you know they're so unpredictable because they're not a great shooting team they have nights where they shoot 40 percent on a lot of attempts from three they have nights where they can't make anything so I mean that's another big x factor is is clearly has been shooting the ball well over the last three four five games but you know I mean he is what like 28 or whatever mm-hmm. on the season so you know, what's he going to do? That to me should be Vandy's number one um, priority is is don't let him go off.
0: Yeah, I was just going to ask you about him because he's a 28 percent free throw shooter from the three point shooter from the line this season. He was a perfect three for three The all three of his threes were daggers in Nashville. Uh, he had 19 points. I thought he was a big part of that win in Nashville. I mean, he changed the momentum for him. So. If he has another game like that, I mean, do you think that's even possible? I mean, do you think that was more of an anomaly that that he, you know, had 19 points? He's a good player, but hitting those big threes, that was massive. So, you know, would do you think that was kind of an anomaly uh, that, that Vanderbilt kind of let him get loose?
3: Um, he shot 43% from three last year, which probably was also to some extent an anomaly. I mean, he's probably somewhere in between. So is he going to make all of his three-point attempts tonight? Probably not he could have just as good of a game. I mean, you know, it's, um, he could have 25 points, and, man, he could still win the game. They need to do a good job on other guys. So, but, you know, I like I said, I think that would be my first priority is kind of trying to shut him down. It probably also would behoove Vanderbilt to, you know, really try to pound Liam Robbins inside. He only played 13 minutes last night, and he has a big advantage in there against Alabama. Uh, that could also help slow the game down. Uh, you know, I mean, the big thing that they got to do, some of those threes from Quinterly, I think we're in transition or like mm. semi-transition. And so they got to um, they got to limit like the bad shots and turnover, like live ball turnovers in the half court. Like they, they need to make Alabama score in the half court.
2: Yeah, that's what I was going to get to. This game is two teams with very different styles of basketball and specifically looking at tempo, average possession length, Alabama at the top end of average possession length when they're on offense they're kind of middle of the pack in the country on the defensive side of the ball in average possession length which means that they run when they have the ball and they play pretty good defense uh vanderbilt on the other hand they are i think 250th or so in average possession length on offense but i think they're like top 20 in the country in average possession length on defense so you have two different varying styles of basketball how early do you think that's going to be decided, the tempo of the game? And what do we need to see early in order for Vanderbilt
3: to be able to control that tempo? I would say what you want to see early is, is no sloppy, stupid turnovers early in the game. Um, that, that would be the big one. You know, it would help if they make their threes early this time around because, I mean, if they go 0-7 to start, unlike Georgia, Alabama will, will take advantage of that.
2: Especially uh, if they said 41. 41-3 right, is right. an insane number.
3: Uh, in terms of when the tempo will be decided, I mean, it's possible that it changes throughout the game because a lot of these conference tournament games and postseason games grind down you know, to a slower pace at the end. You know, if this were a regular season game, I'd probably feel differently. But, um, you know, that's that's the other thing. If this gets close at the end, if I'm Bandy, i definitely try, try to just grind this thing to a halt and, and you know, just give the ball to Pippen and, and – hope that they call some fouls, which they probably, you know, the refs, you know, those college refs, like if it's not, you know, just avoid, you know, committing a charge or anything close to it, and, and they love to blow those whistles. So Not I really, lo- not, not really last
2: night, but, but they loved yeah. calling the charges, didn't love calling anything else. Yeah, that we seems love, to be the common trend.
0: We love the SEC refs uh, here, here on the door report, but But I want to ask you a little bit about Stackhouse and kind of his perception from Vanderbilt fans because I think those losses down the stretch to Florida and then Alabama, you know, I, I thought that kind of put a damper on the season a little bit. I mean, obviously it did. How much do you think a win tonight could change that? And, and and how many how many minds do you think could be changed after a win tonight? Or you know, do you think it's oh they beat Alabama, they're just gonna go lose to Kentucky? Like how much how important I- I- is this game tonight in the in the minds of uh, I think Vanderbilt fans and and their perception of of what Stackhouse has done here?
3: I think it would be pretty big. I think probably you know I think you could argue it's like a bigger game than it should be in some ways because it just. You know, it's only one game, but the difference between – it does assure them with a winning record. Uh, they're 16-15 and 15 now, so, the, you know, 17-15, And 15, if you take a loss to Kentucky, you're still over 500. And I think that matters to people. It just looks different, um, and Vanderbilt would be able to sell that a little bit more as, like, you know, progress, improvement, whatever. Um, you know, I mean, the, the Florida game and the prior Alabama game – you know, there was some like bad luck involved there and they didn't have the whole team, but you can't just like take that off. You know, it's like the, those games still counted and they were at home and they should have won certainly the Florida game for sure. Uh, it's, you know, those those ones are interesting. I, I definitely think they're going to rue those games looking back. It is very interesting. I, I'm, you know, I just wonder like what it's going to take for them to, to actually win some close games. You know, some of it is just like good bounces. Maybe they, you know, maybe just some of this, comes back around tonight i don't know but uh i I do think yeah i do think this would change the mindset of a lot of fans in general you know so much of it though will depend on on what they do next season i think uh it's this season is just so hard to judge because uh you know if andy every year has at least one star player you know out for an extended amount of time due to injury Mm -hmm. and this this season you know you still don't expect i don't know you know, I mean, two starters playing 10 games piece. That's um, it makes it difficult to evaluate the season in either direction.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. And, and Robbie, I know will ask you about, you know, some of the things early that, that must happen for Vanderbilt, but looking at this game tonight from, from the entire perspective of it, if you had to label a couple things, like a couple key things that must happen for Vanderbilt to win tonight, what would those be for, for you tonight?
3: Well, it can't let Alabama, I mean, they need to make sure – they need to do whatever they can to, to keep Alabama from just going nuts from three. I know that they're just limited – you know, there's, there's not – sometimes the defense can play, you know, good solid defense and, and somebody still makes a tough jump shot. I get that. But I, I think you can try to run them off the line. You can make the shots as hard as you can. And, and you know, Alabama doesn't have a ton of great shooters. So as long as you're not leaving them open, I think you can feel pretty decent about them just not going completely crazy. That would be the big thing. And then, yeah, I mean, I, I think the second thing would be probably, like, they, they can't, you know, if they commit, like, 20 turnovers and they've had plenty of games this season where they have, that's just not, that's just not, that is going to hurt them even more than usual in this game because Alabama has a lot of guards who are very fast and want to get out and run. And, and so it's not like, you know, a bigger team that gets a steal and maybe they slow it down and don't try to push it or don't have the pieces to really push it that well in transition. Those, those I think, are the two, two, Big factors to me, it doesn't matter that much whether Pippen has a big game. I mean, they've I think I saw a stat like they haven't won when he scores 25 or more this year or that's, something like those It's from Justin Hershey. Yeah, I, I can't remember the stat exactly, but basically, like, it's not the how much Pippen scores, I don't think is correlated to whether they win this so, game. So, it, Pippen, in some ways, it's better if they if he doesn't have to do everything because it means that other players are stepping up. Pippen
0: needs to score below 25, get, get to 24, and <laughs> we're good.
2: <laughs> yeah, that basically what I was going to ask, and Vanderbilt may be in a little bit of a different situation here because they were able to rest their guys so much at the end of that game because of the score. But where do you fall in the debate of having this game as kind of a, a warm up almost in quotations to kind of get the lid off of the basket in these tournament uh, type games and settings? Or do you like going in fresh like Alabama is in this game? Who do you think kind of has the advantage here, especially in that first half?
3: um in the first half i think vanderbilt has the advantage yeah I, I think i think it does help especially in an unfamiliar arena you know all these teams have played at bridgestone arena before they haven't played at the arena in tampa i do think it helps to you know mania had a lot of guys who saw the ball go in the rim or go in the hoop from three i do think that helps a little bit with confidence and just getting used to the sight lines in the second half you know is that gonna outweigh the the you know fatigue aspect of it probably you know maybe probably not i don't know, but. Um, you know, I i mean, it's its a big deal that they were able to conserve a lot of these guys last night. I don't think Pitt playing 23 minutes last night, really. He should be fine, you know, at the end of the game, as long as he doesn't have to play 30. I think it's more about how many minutes he plays tonight and what his workload is tonight. You know, these guys are in good enough shape, especially him, that I, I don't think 23 minutes last night, really. Like, that's almost like just an intense practice. Yeah. Especially yeah. because a lot of the game was, was totally uncontested, so... You know, even though he was out on the floor, it's not like it was an intense game.
0: Yeah, and you know, I mean, fourteen points, Vanderbilt still won. They had three other guys in yeah. double figures. He, he
3: didn't. He's not. He's not waking up tomorrow. Sort of
0: yeah, yeah, no, he, he definitely won't. And it's probably good that they're playing late at night again. They get the, the most rest out of out of you know the at least more rest than Missouri, you could say. Um, but Robbie, I'll finish it off with with your prediction. And uh, first, you know, I I, I would assume you're allowed to make a prediction. Will and I are going to make one on the podcast here. Uh, if so, who who do you got tonight, Vanderbilt or Alabama? Are you uh, taking the momentum of Vandy or you think Alabama is going to come in here hungry?
3: It's a tough call. I mean, I think this is going to be a close game. Um, I did like a thing for 24-7 where I predicted the whole bracket before the tournament started and I picked Vandy to beat Alabama. So I guess I'll just stick with that. To me, I mean, why I did that in that bracket is I was looking through the other um, quarterfinal, or I guess this is the second round. I was looking through the other games in that round and I didn't like any other upsets, and some favorite is going to lose, so I just kind of picked Bandy. Um, you know, like I said, they, they've got all the motivation in the world in terms of postseason. Uh, they're mad about what happened last time against Alabama, they've got their full team. I, I think this is a pretty good spot for them, and a lot of things are going their direction. Yes, Alabama has the better team, That that's true. But uh, I don't know. I mean, in some ways, when they've lost all these close games, like at some point, it has to even out a little bit, right? So I tend to, you know, I'm I'm willing to to take Vandy here. I saw that, you know, it's like a five and a half point spread. I saw it got to six and a half last night. That's too much. Um, so I'll I'll it's back know, Yeah, I'll hesitantly take Vandy. You know, something like you know, 75, 72, 75, 71. Uh, I don't feel good about that because it's hard to predict any game that Alabama plays yeah. in, but um, you know, it's not, it's not really going out on a limb to, to pick Vandy in this game. I, I really don't think, I don't think it is. I just don't think there's that much separation between these teams uh, when Vandy is healthy. Some of that speaks to Alabama's roster not being as good as last season, but um you know, I, I don't think this would be a big upset.
0: No, I'm, I'm with you. And uh, it, it's, it's tough to pick against Vanderbilt tonight. And, and I think Bama fans would say the same about them. So it, I think it's going to be a dogfight tonight. And uh, we're both looking forward to watching it. Robbie, thanks for taking the time. And uh, again, good luck with uh, all the rest of your coverage. And uh, I promise you, it'll be it'll be more entertaining tonight than last night. I, th-
3: I think so, too. I think this is going to be a fun game. All right. Hey, appreciate it, Robbie. Have a good one. Thanks, yeah, for Robbie. Thanks for having me.